feeling that beat, you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Real Talking with Little Mama, Chicana Style. Now, the beat is not the only thing that's fire in this podcast, you guys, because in this podcast, we talk about every topic, anything and everything life. There is a little bit of Spanglish involved, and of course, you get that little sprinkle of spice, that Chicana's perspective. That's me, you guys. I'm your host, Little Mama. I'm Chicana. I have Mexican and Guatemalan descended, accented roots, you guys. But of course, I was born in the U.S. of A. So I like to bring all that flavor and all that culture and just mix it up into what becomes a beautiful Chicana style podcast. So go follow me at Instagram at Real Talking with Little Mama. Submit any topics you'd like me to cover throughout my weekly podcast drops, and I will try to incorporate or theme an episode around your topic. So without any further ado, mi gente, let's jump in. Okay, okay. Now, don't lie, you guys. Who is dancing? Okay, now, I couldn't be the only one. So, I'm just saying, I'm, like, literally over here, like, moving my hips. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, okay. And then and then we get in, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm on. <laughs> uh, happy Friday, you guys. What a blessed week. I hope you guys have had nothing but positive vibes and if you haven't this week, well, I hope you have it for the weekend. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm really feeling like it's wedding season. Now, I could be biased because my two of my little sisters um have or will be tying the knot very, very soon. Um so like I'm just feeling like there is just wedding all around me. It's almost like I'm ready. I'm so ready, you guys, to have my vow renewal. And you know, most people gotta make it at a you know, like a, a commemorative number, you know, like 15, 10, 20. Man, I'm gonna be so weird. And I think I think I really am gonna do my vow renewals with the hubby. On my 14-year anniversary, which is next year. I, I'm really thinking I'm going to do it just because why not? Who said it had to be, uh, you know, an odd number? You know what I mean? Or maybe not odd, but you know you know what I mean. One of the fives. Whew, anyways, guys, sorry about that. I'm going on tangent. This week's podcast episode is about me getting married, y'all, at nine. Yes, you guys, this baby got married at 19. This fine piece of womanhood got married at 19, you guys. <laughs> now, I know what you guys are already thinking. The freak? Did I hear that right? Why in the heck would this girl get married at 19? And straight up, I have no idea. 
I don't know what I was thinking. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So so this podcast episode, we're going to title it Married at 19. And I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, the, 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 the thoughts I had going into getting married at that age, why I didn't think it was the wrong step to take and what I learned from it and like any advice I could give anybody out there contemplating getting married at a young age like I did because I've heard it so many times oh my god I can't believe you and your husband are still married and you guys got married that young and then it's like oh you guys are so cute and then others are like oh my god you guys don't like do anything but argue you guys are giving me a headache so I guess it kind of just turns out like the crowd we're hanging around or whatever mood we are going through. I mean, I don't know what it is, but bless the ones that get positive vibes from us and think hashtag goals. And then God bless the ones that have to deal with our arguments, which is generally my bestie and my mama. And and sometimes it's mostly my side of the family because my husband be acting real good when he's around his side of the family. Matter of fact, now I'm thinking about it. That's some bullshit right there. Anyways, you guys, we're not going to get into that topic. So, like I said, we're going to keep it to me getting married at 19 and sharing deep insight into what I feel I learned and, and, you know, giving you guys a little bit more background as to why I did it. Because I'm always getting asked, you know, other than getting complimented too, but I'm always getting asked, you know, how did I know? And did I know it was forever? And... Sometimes I even get complaints from like other women who got married young and then they're complaining about oh, nobody ever told me that I was going to have to go and deal through that. So I hope y'all take this information in, learn from it, bake in it, whatever it is that you guys want to do with it. Laugh with me, cry with me. I don't know what how this is going to go, but here we, here we go, you guys. Let's, let's just jump in. So 19, you guys, no lie. I was uh, four months away from being 20 years old. So if you guys want to get technical round up, you know what I'm saying? I got married close to when I was 20. Um, Now, I was pregnant at the time when I said my vows. I was uh, six months pregnant. Now, I know what you're thinking. I got married because I was pregnant. And you'd be wrong. Because my husband... Uh, or at that time, my fiance had actually proposed to me four months after dating. Now, I know moment of silence, right? Because it's some crazy stuff. I was 18 years old when he proposed to me. Um, I'd been dating in four months and he was so in love with me, you know, because I'm so amazing. <laughs> Um, that he just couldn't, you know, he had to take me off the market. Now, when he proposed to me, let me tell you, boy, was that man romantic. Oh, my God. Like, going into the details of just his proposal alone would require another podcast. So we're not going to talk about it then. But just know, it, it was rose petals, candlelight dinner, uh, coolers. If you guys know what coolers are, they were like the wine coolers. <laughs> you know, because we weren't old enough to drink. Um. His, his, I think his brother had to buy it for him. <laughs> That's how young we were. Oh, my God. Anyways, it was romantic. 
and so cheap. It was romantic and cheap, but so cute at the same time. I mean, we was 18 and 19. What where, where do you expect, you know? And I had said yes. And the ring he had given me was so cute. It looked like a promise ring. Now, my family is very judgmental. And there are certain standards um, that, like, come... Uh, with being uh, married to one of us in our family because we have high standards. <laughs> Don't ask me where we done got this because it's not like we have high income kind of family, gen- I mean, generation, but like the standards high, okay? We was like living that like tequila budget on the um, beer budget kind of thing. You, that's, that's where our lives were at. Anyways, we had high expectations. So I was so embarrassed to tell my family that my hubby had proposed to me and I was even more embarrassed to show him the ring he had given me because it it was so cute. It looked like a promise ring, right? It didn't look like an engagement ring. And so when I began presenting my ring to my family, I started telling them, oh, you know, he got me a promise ring. And they're like, oh, it's so cute. And that that was about it. I mean, imagine that I would have told them, oh, this is my engagement ring. They would have been like, what? You know this guy four months. You're 18 years old. Get the beep out of here. Right? And I, I knew it. Uh, but you're just so, like, uh, blinded by, you know, the lust love. I call it the puppy love. That's what I, the puppy slash lust love. And I swore I loved this man. And so I said yes. And, but I never told my family. His family knew. So, of course, they were like, congratulations. We're so proud or happy for you guys. Stuff like that. His family is so much more supportive than my family was. I mean, to the point where I never even told my family until it turned out that I found out I was pregnant. And then I immediately told my mom and then slowly got to my dad and then the siblings and everything. And next thing you know... I start telling them once they start complaining to me about how could I be so dumb and get pregnant. And I've only known this guy for like a year. I think I knew him a year and a half at that point. That I can't believe it. You've only known him a year and a half and you're already going to get, you're only 19 years old. This, this, and that. And so, I mean, you can imagine and I don't blame him because now I'm a mama and I look, I look at all my nieces and my nephews who are now starting to hit, you know, that. Well, not starting, but, you know, now they're starting to hit those young adult ages where 21 and 18. And I'm just like, oh, my God, at your age, I had a kid and was married. Like, what was I thinking? Oh, my God. It's, it really is uh, ironic how you, like, see yourself when you're older and you've lived life and you go, man, I, I don't even know. Like, hashtag speechless. Seriously. And so... When they were grilling me about their disapproval and how dumb I was and stuff like that, that's when I told them, well, look, guys, you know, we've been engaged for like over a year at this point. And um, but I didn't want to tell you guys. And then I told them the story. And of course, they don't believe me. Uh, I literally had to like tell them, look, if you want, ask his family because they all knew about it. His mom helped them like. It was legit. We really were engaged. Now, there probably are still doubts to this day that that ever happened. But I swear I got witnesses, y'all. It ain't a lie. So, but that didn't matter. Honestly, it didn't matter at the end of the day. I was 19 pregnant and um, I told him I was getting married. Now, the crazy thing was that I did not tell them 
I was getting married immediately after I told them I was pregnant. Um, one, because I initially kept thinking, I don't want to tell them we're already engaged and get married because regardless of what I say, they will always think I just got married because I was pregnant. And I just didn't want that lingering in, in, in family, you know, like conversations, I guess, forever. So then I used to think, no. I'll wait. I'll wait until the baby's like two years old and then we'll get married because by then we'll be older. We would have maybe saved some more money for an actual wedding. Um, but then what happened was, you guys know me. I love Diosito. He's a big part of my life. And no lie, I had a dream where Diosito spoke to me in my dream and he told me I had to get married. Now, I never got the why I had to get married in my dream. All I knew was that when I woke up, I... I called you know my hubby and I told him okay I'll marry you now and he was like what I thought we weren't gonna do this and then he's like because you know whatever your family and I told him no I was like you know regardless of what they think it needs to get done I go because I already you know was promised to you I had already said yes like at this point it really is irrelevant what my family thinks 10 years down the road nobody's gonna remember this let's just get married before my belly gets bigger, right? And, I, and of course, I told him about the dream too. And, you know, my husband, he he doesn't believe in certain things like what I believe in, like dreams. And, you know, Yosito talking to me through my dream, he's not, you know, he's a guy. He's like, uh-huh, sure, you know. But he's not mean about it either. So, you know, we agree to disagree. I believe it was a sign. I truly, in my heart, in my soul, believe Yosito was telling me I had to do it. And, you know, you don't question the man. You just You just do it. And so my husband, he was more than thrilled because he had wanted to get married four months after meeting me. So you can imagine. He was like, hell yeah. <laughs> um, so there we were. Our wedding was super, like, sencillo. Now, I don't know how to say that in English. That means the same thing. But I would say, like, simple but cute would be the way to describe it. So, um... After I, uh, at the, at the point when I decided, okay, you know what, I'm going to get married. I was probably like five months pregnant. Now I had told my mom I was pregnant since I was like a month pregnant. So months had gone by and she kept telling me you need to get married. And I would tell her, no, I'm not going to get married, you know, just because you guys want me to. And then, which was dumb because I was already engaged, which was also another argument, but you know, we're not going to go there. And so um, she was thrilled, of course, when I told her, oh, okay, you know, we're going to get married. And she was like, well, at least you got, you're got you going to want to do one thing, right? Right? Like, that's how my mom thinks. Any mother would think, I guess, um, in terms of, like, making the situation right. You marry the dude so that he becomes responsible of you. Uh, that's that's Latin culture for you. I know there's probably a lot of people going, right? What a blood loca. It's just a, it's just a piece of paper. Um, but in our families... Uh, it was, it means a lot more than just signatures on a paper. Uh, a lot more like Rome, like my husband's side of the family is all about, you know, till death do you part. And I'm coming at this time of my life. I was coming from divorced parents since I was four years old. All my tias at that point in my life, were all getting divorces after 20 plus years of marriage or around 18 plus years marriage, whatever it was like, everybody was dropping like flies with divorce. Okay. And these were like women and family members I looked up to because my household was had been broken right since I was four. Now, 
By broken, I just mean separated. It was a complicated situation, you know, going back between parents and whatnot. So I I never thought marriage was for life, like ever. And I was so mean that I would even tell my hubby, like, I did a real, I, I done picked a really good one for my first husband. Like that, I'm not lying, you guys. I used to say that. Like, how mean. <laughs> I was honest. Like, that's how I was thinking and how I was feeling. But it didn't matter. I should never have said that. So here I am not even speaking life over my marriage, right? Now, and then mind you, too, at this time, I wasn't that... My relationship wasn't that strong with Diosito. Like, yes, we had had moments in my life where he spoke to me or I saw him. But, like, it had been a minute. You know what I mean? And it's not like I was praying every day anymore. And so uh, it was a very distant relationship at that time. And um, <laughs> so here we were, right? And <laughs> I'm being all mean to my husband. And I mean, but this really goes to show you guys, like, the different mentalities we brought to this marriage. Like to me, it was, it's not that like signing it meant death do us part, but it was more like signing it because I was committed and loyal at that moment. And I wanted to spend, or so I thought my whole life with this man, but I never saw it as a till death do you part. Like his family saw it. Um, so that, that like just goes to show you like the tip, the different like perspectives we brought into this marriage, you know, especially that young, because it, you'll see like over the course of time, it, that little perspective matter. But so here we were. And so it was a very simple wedding, civil wedding. And, um, the the place where we decided to have it had this beautiful gazebo. It's a very simple civil wedding, right? Where you just go and you sign the marriage certificate, but you can bring along your family as witnesses. And so this place had a very beautiful gazebo on the outside where they actually had the um the judge or whoever it is that reads you your your marriage vows and all that other stuff and she actually came outside and you get to stand under the gazebo and they had chairs there for your for your family members to witness. And it was actually like really cute. It was a really cute setup. Um, and from there, we ended up going to the Cheesecake Factory for our wedding reception because we loved the Cheesecake Factory. I mean, back in those days, uh, we thought cheesecake was like super bougie. No lie, like it was a high-end restaurant for us and our family members. And now that we're older, we realize, well, it wasn't that bougie. It's still a good restaurant. It's a it's a fairly, um, uh, um I guess, um, middle-class restaurant, I guess. But it's not like freaking uh, Beauty and Essex in Hollywood and stuff like that, right? Like those are like Kim Kardashian bougie places, but but this that was bougie for us and we loved it because it was our favorite place to eat and you know my my dad ended up buying like the cheesecake um to celebrate our wedding and he got us our favorite flavor and then um my mom brought like these decorations and so she put table covers and confetti and 
she had the uh the cake topper you know with the <laughs> she had the one of course where the woman was in her gown pulling the guy back like get your butt over here so i guess she knew she predicted in the future what it was gonna be like in our marriage <laughs> So word to the wise, never get one of those, okay? <laughs> Just get the ones where they're standing still. Oh, she jinxed us. Ay, mi vieja. And so it was beautiful. Like, I loved our very intimate, very simple, but, but elegant. And, you know, my family members did everything they could to make it special. And we love that. And that's something, even to this day, I'm I'm proud of, you know, because we were all there. Our families united, right? And... Here we were. So we got married and everything was fine uh, for the first, I would say the first year um, until my husband turned 21. Now, that wasn't the like peak of where the problem started. The problem started when we started spending too much money on credit cards without thinking of the consequences of paying it back. Now, it's not that we didn't have jobs, but we were spending way too much. And we would justify it with the fact that we had just gotten a new apartment together. We needed everything. Like, I don't know if you guys realize, but this is another thing to keep in mind. When you guys move out and you don't have this formal wedding where you can do a wedding registry or gift registry and people buy you gifts, you have to buy everything. I'm talking silverware. Tupperware, oh yes, like you know the pots, the pans, the the um, toilet paper, cleaning supplies, towels. I mean, laundry baskets and 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 every t- furniture, tables and and sofas and I mean everything, refrigerator, stove. I mean sometimes they didn't have those. I had those, but I didn't have to buy that till later. But my point is, like you are at zero, so everything you can just walk into a closet at home and grab because your mama done got it or your family members it's not there no more i'm talking you blankets pillows basics the only thing i moved in with was clothes and shoes and the stuff that i thought was worth bringing into my marriage like certain picture frames and pictures i had and and stuff like that but that's all you take with you you don't take a whole house full of all the goodies in it and so there we were young and dumb and not foreseeing consequences you know and we obviously weren't that financial savvy at that time and we were just racking up the credit card and racking up the credit card and so after like a few eight nine months of that we really started to feel the effects and the consequences of having spent so impulsively now from there you know the baby was born also and we were young we were young parents and i started going to school community college 3 months after my son was born so i mean you talk about stress i'm i never we never been parents before so here we are worrying about you know formula and and i i was breastfeeding at the time i would literally go to my car during class because it was time to pump and i needed to pump so i would go to my car and mind you in college you know the the parking spaces aren't right there conveniently located in front of your classroom no i had to walk 15 to 20 minutes to my car pump for another 15 20 minutes and then walk back the other 15 20 minutes so by the time i got back to class i had missed 45 minutes to an hour of class so 
it, it was just, and then there was homework, and then I was working, and 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 my hubby was working, and then there's a baby, and the babysitter, and diapers, and 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 staying up, and I mean, it is hard. And then here we were, we were married. What are we gonna eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, groceries? What did we, you know, like? It just started to pile on and it was a lot. And nobody really talks about those things. And those things are the hardest. I'd never lived with anybody before other than my family. This was my first time, obviously, living with a man. It was getting to know each other, getting to know our habits. I couldn't stand he left his clothes everywhere. Like, dude, the dirty hamper is two feet away from you. Why is it on the floor? And then it was feeling like overwhelmed as a woman. Like, I got a baby. I got school I got work he has work like and then you still expect me to come over here and freaking clean up this house and make you dinner and serve you like oh yeah no so I mean but this is (laughs) whether my thinking there was right or wrong like this is that was life and it was hard it was so hard and then we eventually ended up losing the apartment not losing it like we were evicted you know we had to end our contract because we couldn't afford to pay it anymore roman ended up losing his his job and and then he ended up finding like another part-time job which was like horrible hours they gave him like 18 hours a week and here we are with the kid and responsibilities and debt and it, and I'm over here working my butt off and it it was it was so so hard and and that's what I really wanted to drill in this in this podcast was that getting married young comes with so many obstacles to overcome because you are not well rooted you're not well like there is no foundation set because you are still laying down that cement so let me backtrack it's not so much that you're not rooted because we didn't have the mentality of oh quit let's go by no we were well rooted in term well man he was well rooted I wasn't well rooted let me rephrase that because I still had that mentality of yeah he was a good choice for my first husband right and he's over here thinking marriage for life you know and so that foundation is is so crucial when you get married, you guys, that that is definitely a downside of getting married young. There is no foundation and nobody expects you to have that foundation unless you're freaking Kim Kardashian. You know what? But I shouldn't even use them because I don't know what their life is like. It'd be bad of me to throw them out there. But if you are some hoity-toity kid who has been given everything and your parents are so well established, you don't worry about that stuff, then I completely understand. Get married when you're 19 because guess what? You have the financial stability to back you up. But if you're like me or a majority of the Latinos out there and low middle class Americans out there that foundation is not set you need to go out there and create it and lay it down you gotta lay down that cement with hard work and determination and ambition and then slowly you start piling on the cement right and then the foundation is laid on and so sorry I'm laying I'm using construction terminology but my contracting is You know, home construction is in my family. So that's the most relevant thing I can think of. Like, you're laying the barbed wire down to, like, lay the cement. You're getting the the cement trucks in and slowly laying it down. You know what I'm saying? And so it's it's so hard, you guys. And then that, that wasn't it. That was one hurdle. 
The next hurdle then came when my husband turned 21. Because guess what, you guys? He was a year, no, he's 10 months older than, no, 11 months older than me. So that means when he was 21, guess what? I wasn't. So what did that mean? He had a new job, and it was a security job, and it was at a mall. And guess what? The mall had a sushi spot that had a bar after hours. And guess what? My husband was 21 now. And all the other freaking guys that he worked with were all older or just as young as him. Young, but they weren't married. They were all single, right? Because we were young to begin with to get married. So you can just imagine. Let your mind imagine where that went. And you're absolutely right. He'd started leaving me at home with the baby, and I'm over there thinking he was working. And guess what? He wasn't working. He had gotten off an hour and started going to the bar to hang out with the buddies. And I here I am going, oh, my baby's working so hard. Yeah, that's some bullshit. He wasn't working hard, okay? And I was at home with this one-year-old little boy. It's not like we lived in the same neighborhood, you guys. We lived in a, in, I thought it was cute. But if you ask my family, you'd be like, oh, my God, you lived in the ghetto. And it's just like, you guys, get out of here. <laughs> that wasn't even the ghetto. Just because you got a raspado guy coming down the block, that ain't a ghetto, okay? Uh, we never had to deal with gunshots, you know? Yeah, we had to deal with some burglary calls, and, and yeah, we had to deal with some fighting and windows breaking calls, but I still don't think that's ghetto. <laughs> There's a lot worse out there. Uh, so I thought it was decent, you know, and I mean, I wouldn't go out at night alone with my baby, but it was decent. It was, I locked the door, and anyways, anyways, you guys, uh, it was, it, it's hard, and so now... Looking back at life like that, I have to say that the number one thing, the number one thing I learned getting married at 19, you guys, is the fact that you grow up together. And that is not easy. That has probably been one of the biggest struggles of our marriage was growing up up together because whether you want to believe it or not when you're 19 guess what no matter what you think about how much you know you ain't grown hear me out you are not grown okay you have life to live and experience and and lessons to learn that at that point you just graduated high school you don't know shit (laughs) oh but It's just so funny because I can remember just being at that age and thinking, I knew it. And nobody was going to tell me I didn't know. I knew. I knew life. I knew certain expectations. I knew. And then you, you grow up and guess what? Now you're in your early 30s and you look back and you're like, oh, my God, I was so naive and so dumb. You're so young and dumb, you know. And I mean, but look. At the end of the day, my husband and I are still together. We had a lot, a lot of struggles, you guys, because like I said, that perspective that was a big factor that I didn't think was a big factor was huge because I used to kick my husband out of wherever it is we were living anytime I got pissed off. Get out. Get your stuff. Go. Here I am. 19 years old, married, I probably started doing it after a year. So here I was 20 now, kicking my husband out every time we had 
a stupid little fight. I'm talking the dumbest things. I mean, that was the beginning. Was the little kicking him out and then time and then okay, you could come back. And it wasn't even like it worked like that because eventually, like any man, he did want to come back. And then there I was, oh my god, I want you to come back. I swear, you know. And and <laughs> you just can't do that. Okay, that's that's the immaturity in me at that point in my life that I thought that was okay. That was that negative perspective I had that marriage was not forever and that he was a good choice for my first husband. That was how it trickled slowly in and then became such a horrible perspective to have coming in. And I wish, I wish my mom would have made it and and my dad, not just my mom, but my mom nor my dad ever had a conversation with me talking to me about look you're about to do this but you need to understand this is for life and I understand perspectives have changed nowadays and there's probably listeners listening to me right now thinking that is some bullshit but let me tell you what I you guys all know I believe in Jesus and I believe in that bible right so marriage is till death do you part you know the the way I see it is I think God has proven he doesn't make mistakes. There's always a reason for something. And if it is in that Bible as part of Corinthians, right? And it's something that is read out loud when you get married with the blessing of the church. It is for a reason because marriage is not meant for you to enjoy just a few years with each other. And then if times get hard and you guys quit and then it's okay, divorce. Like now in days in society, getting a divorce is nothing there is no consequence there are no is is such a easy way out now now don't get me wrong don't start thinking like this is how I see everything every marriage is different every situation is different every divorce is different do I feel some people deserve to be divorced absolutely but hear me out 90% of divorces out there today are because of petty little fights or because of one spouse's or the other's lack of effort to stick into their marriage and deal and go through hard times, you guys, because marriage is hard. There is never happily ever after every single day, 24, 7, 365 days a year for the rest of your life, you guys. Marriage is 90% working through things, growing together, learning from each other, changing and evolving with each other, that the other 10% is the happy, the happy moment where everything is good and well and you guys are in love and it's everything is peaches and cream. But that's 10% of the time for your life, you guys. So think about that for your life. Like... Marriage is hard and you're always going to be working at it. But that doesn't mean don't get married because it sounds horrible when I say it like that. If anything, you should look at it. And, and my and, and my, my suegra always told me something and I don't remember exactly how it came out. But she always said, you know, because I would call my suegra when my, when my husband and I would go through these really hard times. Not often, but more in my younger days than I did when I was older. But she would tell me, look, I know right now it feels like there's no return and it can't be corrected. Whatever it is that went wrong. She goes, but I promise you, 
if you stick in, like, if you stick to it and you work on your marriage and you worry about watering the grass on your grass, as opposed to looking on the other side, you know what they say, um, the grass ain't greener on the other side, uh, or that the grass is greener on the other side, I'm sorry. She would always say, look, forget about the other neighbor's grass. Water your own grass. And she goes, and I guarantee you that when you get to my age, you're going to look back and you're going to be so happy and proud that you stuck through those hard times because they only bring you and the hubby together stronger. Not right away, at least not all the time. Sometimes they can make your bond stronger, but all those trials and tribulations my husband and I have faced and still continue to face constantly only make our bond stronger. You know, and and all those talks about rekindling the flame it's because marriage is work you guys even when you're not going through a trial tribulation it's it's the work to keep that love alive to keep that fire alive to make sure that you're dedicating time to one another to making sure that you guys as individuals aren't getting lost in the sauce of life and 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 going left while the other one's going right it's about keeping you guys down the same path together walking next to one another and so whether you're going through a hard time or you're just going through the peaches and cream time it's always work with your marriage and i mean i'm not even a pro at it yet and i've been married 13 years like i don't think anybody has ever can say this is the secret to a successful marriage because there is none other than keep God in your life, keep God in your marriage, keep God in everything that you do. And it's not so much that he'll heal the issue, but he'll give you the strength and the courage to want to walk through the fire to get to the other end at the light. You know what I'm saying? Like that is what God does for me. It's not that I expect him to solve my problems. I don't expect him to go find me a job if I lose it. I expect him to be there and give me the courage and the strength and the reminder of how blessed I am and I can do it and I will do it and I got to go do it, right? But he is going to be carrying me. That That's the whole purpose of what I mean of keep God in your life and keep him in your marriage. It's the same concept. Keep him there so that you have the strength to fight every day for it. And so just keep that in mind, young folks, when you're getting married. That's why young folks don't stay married for so long. And that's why divorce rate is so high because people have lost that fight. People think... Oh, no, I haven't spoken to my husband in two weeks. This can be fixed. Bye. And then you see those, like, irreconcilable differences. And it's just like, what does that mean? Like, are you really going to, like, look back and go, oh, my gosh, did I really divorce that guy because he took $100 from my bank account and never put it back? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, Wow, like I wish I could do a podcast of like the dumbest reasons why people have gotten divorced or maybe the dumbest reason why people got married, you know, because that's another factor. Make sure that it is not lust talking. It's not the desire to just be able to be with this person and do it all the time in privacy without your mama walking in or whatever, having to, you know, sneak around. But that's not 
the only reason why you want to marry a person. Yes, physical attraction, I think, personally is important. But that's not the one thing that decides or determines whether or not you're ready for marriage. Like, and, and that actually brings me to another point. A lot of people, even even now, like, I've gotten criticisms that why would I have gotten married at that young? And this always used to be my answer, and to this day is still my answer. I knew that my hubby was the love of my life. Now I know I used to I know I used to say I talk all that trash about he was the first good choice for my for my first husband. But at the end of the day, I knew that regardless, even if I divorced this guy, he was always going to be the first love of my life. And by that I mean that profound, you guys know, if you guys have you know, lost your first love, then you know there's always that one, that first love, whether you lost them or whether you still have them. If you still have them, God bless you. But if you've done lost the first love, you know it hurts. And they, and it's almost like the movies where even if you were to see them in the street 20 years later, you almost get that smirk or that quick soul feeling of like, oh, that was my first love. You know what I mean? And and I always knew my hubby was going to be that one for me. And I always used to argue with, with a lot of my friends who would tell me I was being dumb and impulsive and lusting. And it was like I didn't never understood why they didn't why they didn't want me to get married or why they didn't want me in a serious relationship just to go out there and test the waters and become a hoe. Like that's how we saw it. Like, so wait, you don't want me to stay dating this one guy, even though I know he's a good, he's a good guy, comes from a good family in the terms of like morals and ethics. And I found him. I did. I found him. He was like a golden ticket. And I found him on my first draw. It was like winning a freaking miracle lottery ticket. Like, oh my God, I put one quarter in and I already done won the jackpot. And you want me to go and start sticking quarters in different slot machines and hope that guy is better or that guy is matches up like, hello, I found him already. Why would I waste my life looking for something better or something else when I already feel I done want? Like that was always my argument. And to this day, I stick by it. Like, I hear so many stories of all, not all, but, you know, some friends of mine who are still single after years of divorce or family members. And I hear the same thing. Guys out there are jerks. Now, mind you, these are my girls talking, okay? So, guys, there are still far and few of you. But for the most part, even girls now are just all about that hit it and quit it life. No commitment, options open, no, no tie downs. You know what I mean? And it's just like, why? Like we can go on, on and on about the debate about why, right? You know, and I guarantee you, uh, all 95% of your answers will all be about sex and sexual reasons, right? But at the end of the day, you know, you miss coming home and being able to talk to somebody and, and be loyal with somebody and have that special someone waiting for you when you come home. So, my argument was always, why would I want to keep keep gambling when I felt I'd already won? And to this day, I believe it. Even through all of our hardships, 
at the end of the day, my hubby has always, to me, even though he has made some stupid mistakes that have really been, you know, fundamental in our relationship, he is still a good guy, okay? He's still loyal. He still loves me. He still loves his kids. He's a great father. You know, he believes in God, like not as much as me, but he does. He does. And I'll take that over somebody who doesn't. And I know I'm kind of maybe sounding like I'm cutting my hubby short here, but nobody's perfect. And Lord, if I brought that man on my podcast, let me tell you all the stuff he would say about me. Because <laughs> he'd say, oh, hell no, she ain't perfect. <laughs> I don't know what she'd be telling you guys, but it's a lie. <laughs> like, remember, nobody is perfect. But he, for me, has been the closest to it. And I just, I'm I'm always going to feel thankful and so blessed that Diosito put him in my life when he did so that I didn't have to wait years gambling and then finding him later on. I got him on the first try, you guys. <laughs> Whew, but look, all, all of this information said, you guys, getting married at 19, don't do it. And then don't do it getting married and pregnant. Enjoy each other. Do it the way it was it used to be back in the day you you date and you take your time dating i'm not talking 5 years take your time but like 2 years is a good time to take your time depending on how old you are right and then you move into the engagement phase you guys have a well thought out and planned engagement and a beautiful wedding that you can always look back at pictures at and and just like smile and gush over and then enjoy each other by having that foundation set already and being able to travel and be romantic with one another for at least a year or two before you onboard the children. Because once you bring on children, that's a lifetime job of worry and raising like forever. So enjoy the time that you can with one another. And just remember, marriage is hard work. Like I said, you got to pray for your marriage before you even marry. And pray for it even two times more when you marry. <laughs> but, but like I said, y'all, married at 19 is no joke. You you have to, you. it's almost like you add an extra phase of hard knock lives together. Because you now you got to grow up together. Now marriage, like I said, will always be hard. But when you get married young, you don't have a foundation set, right? So you add a phase of heart like now you guys got to be together while you're building this foundation and then you guys got to be together while you're growing up and people change as they grow up so I just look if if I had if I had to leave it on one advice get married to the love of your life but do it at the right time don't feel pressured don't feel like you're gonna lose this person and rush the process take your time enjoy one another and do things the way they used to back in the day when marriages actually lasted forever because they knew when they got into that marriage, it was for life. So don't walk into a marriage with the bad perspective that I have because I guarantee you it will make it very easy for you to quit um, because of that 
thought process and that perspective you have. So go into it thinking it's for life, and I guarantee you, you try just a little bit harder knowing it's going to be for life. You go, crap, do I want to live with them like this for the rest of my life, or am I going to be the bigger person and fix it? So, look, it's on you, but like I said, married at 19 is hard. Don't do it. Do it when you're ready, okay? Do it when there's a foundation, when you've gone through the process, when you feel ready. It's the love of your life, remember? All right, have a blessed day. Have a blessed week. I want to hear your feedbacks, good or bad. Leave them on my Instagram page. All right, y'all. DJ, drop that beat. But wait, wait, wait. Before you lose yourself in this banging beat, don't forget to go follow me at Real Talking with Little Mama on Instagram. Don't forget to follow, subscribe to this podcast, you guys, so you guys are up to date with all the latest and the greatest. Okay, let's get back. <laughs>